Hello and welcome to the second episode of Women in the War Zone. This episode will be highlighting the experiences of Army nurses and the different interactions they had during their time in country. Army nurses often engaged with different demographics of people, from fellow nurses and doctors, soldiers, and local Vietnamese people. Many of these hospitals were parts of larger compounds. The 71st, for example, was a part of a larger entity that included an airbase. This meant that many of the goods and services were within walking distance for nurses and available to them. This also meant that many nurses were the only women on the base, earning them a lot of unwanted, but sometimes wanted attention from the enlisted men. Lynn shares a time when she and a fellow nurse used their femininity to hitch a ride. First off, just being an American woman over here causes uh, a great deal of disturbance when you get outside the compound. They, they really gawk at you. It's absolutely unbelievable. About two weeks ago, I went over to the Air Force PX. It's much, much nicer than ours. And uh, another nurse and I went, and uh, Lieutenant Larkin is a he nurse, a male nurse. And... Uh, we decided uh, that we would, you know, go ahead and hoof it on over. And we got outside the uh, gate. Oh, it's about a good mile and a half over to the PX. I said, this guy's first name is Jude, by the way. And I said, hey, Jude. I said, I'll bet you ten bucks we'll get a ride over there <clears throat> as we were walking down the road. And he said, no. He said, listen. He said, these guys wouldn't stop for anybody. He said, it's just unbelievable. He said, it's extremely rude, you know, and they're just bound and determined to get where they're going, and they aren't going to stop to pick anybody up. So I looked up the road, and here came a Jeep. <clears throat> and I whipped out my female sunglasses and put them on, and I whipped off my hat, and I stood there on the side of the, hat, uh, side of the road, waving my hat like an imbecile, going, yoo-hoo, oh, yoo-hoo. Well, I mean, the people in the Jeep, uh, suddenly realized there was a little girl in absolute distress standing on the side of the road, and they came to a screeching halt. <clears throat> and as it turned out, they were not even going to the Air Force Base, but <laughs> by damn, they took us. And furthermore, they waited on me. <laughs> and when we got finished, we got in the Jeep, and they drove us back to the 71st. So now if any of the fellows want to go to the PXs or any place outside the compound. They always try and find a female to go with them to stand alongside the road and wave their hat. As Lynn mentioned, these women were often the only ones on the base, meaning they received attention from their male peers. Sometimes wanted, but many times unwanted. Unfortunately, in reading testimonies, both oral and written, about female nurses and their experiences in Vietnam, both sexual harassment and sexual assault occurred to many women. Sherry Rankin, an army nurse who served in Cameron, recalled some of the propositions she received. Quote, Yeah, I did have a lot of guys proposition me at Cameron, and it was more than just your typical, hey honey, you wanna? I mean, real nasty, aggressive propositions. End quote. She stated that it was different when she was out in the field, however. Quote, out in the field again, it was different. I have no complaints about how those guys treated us. They were wonderful out in the field. End quote. These women faced challenges due to the fact that they were the only women on the base. They were often sought after, pursued, and sometimes ordered to spend time in officers' clubs. Lynn recalls an infuriating order that she received and how the experience left her more than frustrated. About two weeks ago, I had a tremendous opportunity. In fact, it was an opportunity that was not given to me. It was a direct order. 
The CEO over at the Air Force has been having little Saturday night get-togethers for the higher-ranking individuals of the Air Force. And through our nursing service office, it was arranged that every Saturday night, four young ladies would be picked up and driven over there. Well, lo and behold, needless to say, I have never spent an evening like that in my life. I was furious. I went over at 5 o'clock. At 7 o'clock, I realized the party had no intention of breaking up. And I got on the phone and I called Austin Russell and I said, Russell, you got three seconds to get over here and get me. I'm saying all this in front of all these wonderful young gentlemen who were in their early 50s, late 50s, where there's nothing wrong with that at all. I mean, that's great, you know, and, and they're all colonels and all. I was just thrilled to death. But uh, you know something's going on when you walk in the door. What would you like to have to drink? I'll have a Coke, please. A Coke? Yes, just a Coke. Oh, okay. Yes, yes, Lieutenant Morgan. You get a Coke, all right, half of it's rum. You decide right then and there, something's amiss. I have never been so miserable in my life. It was, you know, oh, let's look over these young ladies' bodies. And uh, I had full intentions of not going in the first place because I did not join the Army to entertain anybody, nor did I feel that I needed to be entertained either. But I thought, now, Morgan, be nice, be nice. So uh, I went. Never again. Told the chief nurse it was the biggest bunch of BS I had ever seen in my life. She didn't take too kindly to that. There's another party coming up out of Campanari where they come and pick us up in the helicopter and take us out to General Peckney's personal private quarters and then are taken to their officer's club for an evening out. Then you spend the night in the VIP trailers and they fly you back. So I'd like to uh, issue the invitation to my court-martial now because I am not going under any circumstances. Hmm, okay. In trouble again. <laughs> While unwanted advances and propositions were common, not all interactions with enlisted men and officers were bad. Many nurses dated soldiers and enlisted men while they were in Vietnam, and Lynn actually met her husband, Rob Rule, during her service. Nurses also became good friends with the men they served alongside, and Lynn recalls a time where she and a fellow nurse attended a movie and shared some friendly banter with the men around them. In a letter some time ago, Mother asking about uh, going to the movies. Uh, if we had a theater on post. Well, we do. It's down uh, by the EM section. And it, it's like an old barn. It's like Uncle Jake's barn with a screen out front. You know, it's uh, just big pieces of plywood painted white. And the projector doesn't work right. And uh, the speaker system is bad. And when it rains, the rain comes in through the roof. And uh, but they do serve popcorn, and of course it's not any anywhere near as good as the stuff at uh, Madison. But uh, I've been to one movie thus far, and uh, it was a real cheery movie. It was Amer uh, divorce American style with Dick Van Dyke and Debbie Reynolds. But uh, they uh, do usually have pretty good movies. Like Sunday, they're going to show The Graduate. Uh, Dr. Zhivago was here, and later on this month we're supposed to get Hawaii. It seems that the Air Force boys have it, and they keep showing it over and over. So uh, the selection of movies uh, isn't really too bad. They're, most of them are about a year old. And for the enlisted men, this seems to be about the only entertainment they have besides their club. And uh, they 
go quite regularly. Soldiers and enlisted men weren't the only ones who the nurses interacted with. Oftentimes, the nurses interacted with local Vietnamese people, and the army employed many young women as maids for the barracks and hospitals. Lynn became friends with her mamasan, as the young Vietnamese maids were called, and conducted a small interview with her. I've got my mamasan in here, and I'm going to get her to say something. Can you say something in here, and then I'll play it back, and you hear yourself, okay? <laughs> what are you giggling about? Now, come here. <laughs> no, Bic. Come on. Say, um, where are you from? Where do you live? Live downtown. Where? In Pleiku? Yeah. You live in Pleiku. How old are you? Hmm? How old are you? Twenty-two. Twenty-two? Yeah. How many baby son you have? I two baby. Two baby son? Yeah. Any more in there? Mm, Another baby son in here? No. No? One baby. Yeah. One in tummy? Yeah, no. Number one. <laughs> Number one. <laughs> um... She bicks pretty good English, don't you? Yes, you do. You bick pretty good. <laughs> Where's your papa son? Papa son. You, your papa son. Papa son, uh, for you. Oh, your your papa son soldier. Arvin soldier? Or Sitch? Hmm? Arvin or Sitch soldier? Arvin? <laughs> no big. No big. No big. Okay. Well, let's play this back and, and see what you say. Can you say um, hello to the United States? Mm -hmm. Say hello, United States? <laughs> no big. No big. All right. Well, anyway, that was my mama's son giggling. Let me turn the volume up a little bit. Um. Anyway, she thought that was the craziest thing she ever saw, and then when I explained to her I was sending it back to the United States, she got extremely embarrassed. More than any other group of people, nurses often interacted with one another, and most became close friends with many of their fellow nurses, and oftentimes remained friends after the war. These women were under intense pressure and spent time with each other while they were working and off their shifts. It was an experience that created a bond that lasts a lifetime. Army nurses experienced some interesting situations, to say the least, but they pushed through it all, despite the odds. During their time in Vietnam, they met and interacted with many different people from all walks of life and formed relationships that outlasted the war. Thank you for listening to this episode of Women in the War Zone. Please tune in next time to hear about the work of Army nurses during the Vietnam War.